Welcome to the Notespire Music Artist Impact Podcast, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. Here's your host, Nate Miller. And thank you very much, Mr. VoiceOver Man. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Artist Impact Podcast. I am your host, Nate Miller, and Paul Gibbs will be joining us again another time shortly. All right, well, I want to welcome you guys back. Uh, we have a great show for you this evening. Um, I'm saying evening because I'm recording this in the evening, but we're going to be talking tonight about how to write a hit song. So is there a surefire way, a sort of secret formula to writing a hit song? Well, we're going to answer that question for you coming up. I also got some really neat gear to talk about, this um, Smart Audio Loop Guitar by Enya Music. It's the model Next G2. Really cool features. I'm going to talk a little bit about what it's uh, capable of doing, some price points, and uh, let you guys know where you can find this to check it out for yourselves. But before we jump into our main topic on writing a hit song, let's start with a few uh, trivia questions, some Christian music trivia, as I have in some episodes past. I got three questions here for you guys. I think one of them's fairly easy. Uh, the next one's probably medium, and then I got one that's a little bit harder. So it's a good mix for you. Especially if you're not going to use your phone to Google it or whatever. And you can. That's fine. Okay. Let's start with the easy question. Here's question number one. Which popular Christian band is known for hits like Oceans, Where Feet May Fail, and the song Touch the Sky? All right. I think if as, as soon as you heard the word Oceans, any of you who belong to a church that uh, sing contemporary worship songs um, Sunday morning, or even if you just listen to contemporary Christian music, you're probably familiar right away. Which popular Christian band is known for hits like Oceans, Where Feet May Fail, and Touch the Sky? All right, that's your easy question. Here's the medium question. Question number two. Who is known as the, quote, queen of contemporary Christian music, unquote, and has won numerous Grammy awards for her music? I think it's a little bit harder because there's many female Christian artists who have won Grammy Awards for their music, but who's actually known as the queen of contemporary Christian music? And I got to say, I hadn't heard this um, label attached to her before, but it, it makes sense when you know the answer. So that's your second question. All right, and third question. This one's a little bit harder because it involves a date. And that was always the hardest part about history is remember memorizing the dates, right? Okay, in what year... Did the song Amazing Grace become a popular hymn often associated with Christian worship services? Eh? A little bit harder because you got to know the year, right? In what year did the song Amazing Grace, that great hymn that we all, I think we all know and are familiar with, what year did that become a popular hymn often associated with Christian worship services? Okay, there you go. Three questions to ruminate, kind of mull over during this episode and, uh, if you have to, you can look them up, but we're going to give you the answers at the end of the episode. All right, so we're going to dive into our topic tonight, which is how to write a hit song. What do you guys think? Do you think there's a surefire way um, to write a hit song? Is there sort of a method or a formula that you can follow that will ensure that your song will be a hit? Um, I'm going to say mm, probably not. I mean, if there were, everybody who was a songwriter would have a hit song, right? And think about some of the unlikely hit songs. I did do a quick search online, but there were many different ideas about lists of unlikely hit songs. But you can just do that yourself. 
go online, type unlikely hit songs. You'll get stuff that was number ones or top 40s. And some of them, like, I, I barely remember because they were a blip, you know, on the radar. They maybe were one hit wonders or just really offbeat songs. But there were songs that are just, they don't seem to fit the mold of what would be a hit song. But for some reason, they struck a chord, pun intended, with an audience and, you know, garnered wide appeal and just like took off. Um, nowadays, a lot of meme songs are that way. Um, not every meme song is a, is goofy or unconventional, but there's a lot of songs that just are used all over social media and they become very popular. But you know they don't maybe, they're not necessarily radio friendly or like a radio hit. But anyway, so there are songs that don't fit a formula that become hit songs, and then there's other songs that you would think would be hits that they they just barely um, make the charts if they make the charts at all. So. Again, it, it's hard to say that there's going to be a surefire way, you know, an exact formula that you can follow that's going to guarantee that you get a hit song. Again, if you could, then everybody who was a songwriter would have a number one hit song, but that's just not the case. But that being said, there are some steps that you can follow, some key criteria that will will help guarantee the success of your song. And even if it, if you don't become a hit songwriter, it's going to increase or improve your songwriting. So if you are a songwriter out there, you're an indie artist um, or even an established artist, we got some tips here that I think are going to be really helpful to you in your songwriting. And who knows, if you follow them, you know, you just might have a hit on your hands. All right, let's start. So we're going to start with the first step. And I think I have like 12 steps here. So it's sort of like a 12-step program for writing songs. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Step number one is a concept and a theme. So you want to start with a compelling and relatable concept or theme for your song. Okay. So consider emotions and experiences or stories that resonate with a wide audience. Have you ever had that experience where you hear a song and you don't even know what the songwriter was writing about? They could be writing about something completely different, but for some reason it just hits home with you. And you almost feel like they're singing to you or singing about you. And maybe even sometimes you found out later, um, you heard an interview with the artist and you learned that they were writing about com something completely different. It, it might have been an isolated personal incident that happened to them. And somehow the words universally just fit your story as well. So it doesn't mean when you're writing with these kind of general themes that are relatable that you can't be personal. Sometimes the most um, personal songs can be the most relatable. Now you got to write it in a way that's going to um, appeal widely. So you know, don't write so specifically that like you're you're writing about you know exact locations and names of like if you're writing a song about your cat, don't name the cat. You know that that's not going to relate to somebody. You can talk about having a cat. I don't know why I even brought that up as an example, but you know you don't want to give such specifics that it only fits to you. But if you can you know, strike on themes that are common to the human experience, things like love and loss and God's grace and forgiveness and blessings or whatever you're writing about, things that are sort of universally experienced, chances are your your audience or the listener is going to be able to relate to that because they've experienced that themselves. You know, even though they've had different experiences, they, they are relatable experiences in, in all humankind. And that is definitely going to help you to connect with your audience and for them to to, to garner um, success for the song because 
if if it's going to resonate with people, they're going to continue listening to it. They're going to like it. They're going to share it, and it's going to boost it up. Okay, so that's the first first step. Step number two is songwriting and melody. Okay, you got to start with a strong song. Um, to write a hit song takes a little bit of talent. Yeah, there's a little bit of luck to it, but you know it's one of those things where it songwriting is a craft. It's something that you you hone over over long years and experience doing it chances are the first song that you write isn't going to be a hit you might get lucky um but a lot of the people that are writing songs out there now like the the hit songs that you that you like some of those songs there's some of those songwriters have been writing songs for years and some of those specific songs took years to write so a lot of songs go through different edits and rewrites it, it doesn't just kind of come like download it to your head those are awesome when that happens, but a lot of times it takes a long time to write a, a well-crafted song. But you want to craft engaging lyrics that tell a story or evoke emotions that are related to a chosen concept. So you start with your compelling theme, and then you want to write really well-crafted lyrics that, again, a story is really well a really good way to write a compelling song because we're hardwired to love stories. Um, you, you see this a lot in, I would think like folk songs and country songs are really great at telling stories and, you know, you get drawn into it cause you want to, you want to know about the character and what's happening and, you know, the background and what's going on. And you're just drawn into the story as well as the emotion that is behind the lyrics. So good, strong lyrics that follow your concept is a good way to, um, evoke emotions. Another thing about songwriting is developing a catchy and memorable melody. Okay, we've talked before about writing a hook. If you're a new songwriter and you don't know what hooks are, look look into that as soon as you can because that's a strong key concept to writing a um, not just a hit song, just a good song, is to have a hook. That's that part of the melody or the rhythm or you know even if it's a counter melody that's being played in the background like a riff on the guitar or a piano. It's that piece of music that gets stuck in your in your head, the little earworm that you go away singing and humming and you can't get get out of your head. Um, almost every successful song has some sort of hook somewhere. A lot of times if it's in your melody, it'll be in the chorus and it will generally be the part of the song that sings that you sing the lyric for, for the title of the song. So you want to craft a really memorable uh, melody, something that's catchy. And if you can add a hook to that, that's only going to help. It captures the listener's attention and it lingers in their minds so that they can't get it out of their heads. And again, that's going to help. Well, it's either going to make your song very popular or very annoying, <laughs> but hopefully popular, hopefully not annoying. All right. Step number three, production quality. Okay. This is a big one. So you can have the best song in the world, but if it's not produced um, well, it it's going to really detract from the quality of the song. Now, someone who's got a good ear for music, a seasoned songwriter, they might be able to see through a poor production and, and know the quality or the potential of a strong song. But chances are the, the general listener, especially if they're not musical, um, they're, if they hear a poor quality um, production, it's only going to detract from the power of the song. And, you know, maybe you don't have access to a full studio, you don't have equipment, you don't have the know-how to do, to produce um, a song professionally. If that's the case, you want to collaborate with skilled producers and engineers as, as, as skilled and professional as possible that you, you know, to your ability and your, you know, your finances, 
to create a polished and professional sound. Now, if that if you don't have that ability and you you just start with a, a basic straightforward demo, you know, just you on your guitar and your vocal or your piano and your vocal, that's fine. That's a good start. Um, but don't stop there. It, you know, if this can be a fully produced song with other instrumentation, backing vocals, um, you know, drums and other instruments and everything, really put some time and effort into this. If this is going to be a really, you know, you're, you're taking a chance on the song and it's got a lot of potential and you want it to be a hit song, you want to put everything into it that you can. So again, if you don't have that capability yourself, you're, you don't know anything about music, music production, try to find somebody who can help you and get the most professional and skilled producers and engineers that you can um, to help to make the best product out of the song as possible. Pay close attention to the sound selection, the types of instruments that you use, and a, a good producer should be able to help you know what instruments will help to enhance the melody and the message behind your song. And you also want to pay close attention to arrangement. You know, a really good arrangement can actually help a poor written song um, and then a really bad arrangement can really destroy a well-written song. So you, again, you might have a really great melody, a great concept, um, but if it's arranged poorly, that's going to really detract from the song. So arrangement is very important too. And you know, in, in terms of mixing and everything and engineering, you want a good sonic balance to enhance the overall production quality. So you got you want somebody who can EQ this thing and mix it really well. Again, so it just it's up to its fullest potential. All right, that's step number three. Step number four, and maybe you want to, you could probably start with this step. It's know your audience, know your target audience. If you identify your target audience and research their musical preferences and trends, that's going to help you in writing the song itself. Now, it doesn't mean that you're going to be phony or just like make something up or fabricate something. You could do that, but it's just a matter of, okay, say you want to write a country song. You're like, I want to write a hit country song. Well, what types of conventions are used in country music? What does a country music lover expect to hear from a country song? If you don't know that and you want to write a hit country song, you're going to be hard-pressed to do that. You want to know what types of instruments they're going to expect to hear, the types of vocals, the types of production, um, the types of lyrics that are, are usually used in a country music song, as, exa as an example. So um, if you don't already know the type of music you want to write and you're kind of kind of writing for a particular um, niche or a particular type of audience, then research what their preferences are. And that's really going to help you narrow down um, the things that you're going to put into this song and really focus your songwriting. I think that's really key and important. So you're going to tailor your song to the appeal and, and, and appeal directly to your intended listeners but you want to stay true to your artistic style. So again, you don't need to be phony or fake, even if you're writing in a new style that you don't normally do. Um, you still want to be true to yourself as an artist and to your, you know, have your voice shine through. But just understand musical conventions and what's expected from the different types of music that you might um, want to write. Um, okay, and kind of related to that, step number five is market research. So. Study current music trends and successful songs in the genre that you're writing for to gain insights into what's popular. Now, I gotta say, there's some songs that are just time-tested. It doesn't matter how long ago they were written. I mean, think about the song, you know, Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz. I mean, that song was written decades ago in the early 1900s, and yet you still hear people singing and performing it. There are people that are remaking that song. And, you know, 
it's dated obviously in the in terms of its production and the melodies and everything but it doesn't matter it's still a hit song it, it, there's just something about it that's timeless so you don't necessarily have to use what's current but if you do want to write something that's going to hit now um and that's the thing though trends are are changing all the time so the chances are that if you look at what's hitting now by the time you get your song out you might be behind the curve but you can still you know follow the wave if you want look at what's trending now look at the top um top 40 hits or whatever top billboards top 100 or something look at the top 10 songs is there are there underlying themes that are the same in terms of production and songwriting what types of instrumentation are they using what styles what genres are are being popular right now if you want to write something that's going to hit the market now you really need to study up on what's being what's successful and what trends are well trending right now do a little bit of research if that's what you're looking to do um you want to incorporate elements from current trends while maintaining your unique sound. Again, you don't want this to just be a copy of what everybody else is doing, but do it in your own way, being true to yourself as an artist and true to your your voice. All right, step number six, testing and feedback. Now, this one might be a little scary. So it, I I know as an artist myself, if I get a song and I think, oh my goodness, I got a hit song here, that I like, or you're just like, you're so excited about this piece of music, you just want to put it out there right away. Like, oh, I want to get this up on YouTube. I want to start sharing this on social media. Okay, maybe. Maybe that's a good thing to do. But the thing is, t- spend a little time. Pump the brakes a little bit. If you really want to get the most out of this song, chances are you're going to do better if you get some feedback on it first. And and like I said before, some of these songs that you hear on the radio now that are hits – I mean, first of all, they were written by more than one person. There was a whole team of people writing these songs. And they didn't just throw out the first thing that they came up with. Some of these songs were written and rewritten. There were edits. There were pieces that were taken out, new pieces put in. Um, I mean, the songwriting process is that. It's just that. It's a process. So sometimes songs will come completely, you know, in your head all all at once. You know, the, the title, the lyrics, the melody. That's great. If that happens, you know. More power, more power to you. But um, if not, you want to work on this thing and write it and rewrite it and, and polish it. Make sure it's the best thing before you put it out there. So one step to do that, and again, I said it's a little bit scary, is sharing that song. Okay, you got the song. You think it's great. Share that song with a select group of trusted listeners. Or if you have the opportunity and you want to go a step further, to you want to share it with industry professionals and get solid feedback. Now, this one's hard because you got to kind of take a little piece of eat a piece of humble pie here and you're going to get feedback, but you want to pick somebody or a group of people that are going to be gracious, yeah, but you want them to be trustworthy and truthful. So, you know, maybe they they won't have anything bad to say about it. You might share it with them and say they might say this is really great. Like I I don't think you should change anything or they might be like, "Yeah, I love what you're doing. I can see what you're trying to do here, but what what about this? Don't you think this might make it better?" You know what? Some sometimes for us, we're so close to it. Um, you know, it's kind of our baby. We can't see past the little things that um, maybe detract from the song. But an outside opinion, you know, an outside ear, someone else listening to it um, that you know with a critical um, ear, and that's not so vested in it like we are. Sometimes that's just helpful to give us some constructive feedback. And it doesn't mean that you have to take that feedback, but if they do have a good point. It's only going to help to polish your song and make it even better. 
All right. So again, it's a little bit scary. Um, sometimes it's easier to say like, you know what? I like this song. I'm just going to put it out. And then if somebody does give you, you know, constructive feedback, you're just like, oh, well, it's already out there. I can't do anything about it now. And you sort of bypass that, that step. I think sometimes that's easier to do that, but it's sort of the, the, uh, the cheap way out of it. You know, you're kind of cheating yourself by doing that. Um, but if you do get constructive feedback, either from a group of trusted friends, listeners or whatever, or industry professionals, I mean, go to a songwriting circle. There's all kinds of seminars and songwriting groups. I mean, certainly down in Nashville, but other places you can find them online where you can kind of play your songs to other songwriters and they'll give you feedback. They'll tell you what, what you did well, what you didn't do well. Um, again, very humbling, but it's very helpful. But if you do get input um, from them, use that input to refine your song, address any areas of weakness, and then improve your song. If you can have that patience to, to take that input and polish your song and make it the best it can be before you put it out, again, that's only going to improve your chances of this being a hit song. All right? All right, well, that was six steps. I'm going to give you the second half of the steps here um, after a quick break. We'll be right back. All of the podcasts produced at Notespire Music, as well as portions of the programming on WNSMDB Notespire Radio, are sponsored by... O'Brien Custom Guitars in York, Pennsylvania. At O'Brien Custom Guitars, they build guitars, basses, lap steels, and cigar box guitars specifically crafted to each individual customer's specifications. And they perform repairs, modifications, and setups using high-quality hardware, electronics, and materials. For a custom quote or more info, contact Sean at O'Brien Custom Guitars at gmail.com. That's O'Brien Custom Guitars at gmail.com. And by singer, songwriter, worship leader, and author Pauline Williams. Her latest devotional book is called Road to Life. And you can hear Pauline's podcast, The Daily Walk, on your favorite podcast site. Find out more at her website, paulinesmusic.com. That's paulinesmusic.com. And by Eric Rapp Music. Eric is a singer and songwriter from Pennsylvania, USA, and has been sharing his music for the Lord for over 40 years. His mission is to convey the good news to everyone, to encourage believers, and to help those who are disadvantaged, discouraged, and beaten down to find hope, joy, and peace. In addition to his solo shows, his work with the Save a Life Tour and All Saints Evangelistic Movement helps reach out to those in need in the inner cities. Visit Eric Rapp at his Facebook and Reverb Nation pages at Eric Rapp Music. We thank these folks for their partnership and support. To find out how you can advance your impact by becoming a sponsor of Notespire Music, visit our website at notespiremusic.com. Okay, welcome back to the Artist Impact Podcast. I am your host, Nate Miller, and we have been talking about writing a hit song, how to write a hit song. And before the break, we talked about um, six of the 12 steps that I have for you here. Step number one was choosing a compelling and relatable concept or theme. Step number two was songwriting and melody. Step number three was production quality. Step four was know your audience, your target audience that you're writing for. Step number five was market research, if you want to be up on the current music trends. And step number six was getting testing, um, 
putting your song before uh, a group to test it and getting feedback to refine and polish your song. All right, let's move on. So step number seven, now that you got the song, you've tested it, um, you've re- refined it, um, you know what the audience is and who you're writing for, and you got it you know, polished as, as good as it can be. Now you want to put it out there, but you want a promotional strategy. So it's one thing to just throw it out there online and just like kind of hope that it sticks, like a shotgun approach. But if you really want to um, ensure the success of this song, it's important to take your time, again, pump the brakes a little bit, and create a comprehensive promotion plan that's going to include social media, online platforms, and music blogs, um, and any other places that you can get uh, reviews on on this um, on your music, on your song. So uh, again, you can just start putting it on social media, but there are a lot of different ways to do this. Um, we're going to talk in a minute here about videos, but if Again, if you create a video, rather than just throwing it up on social media and then calling attention to it, how about creating a release date, a release date for the song, whether it's just the audio or a video premiere for the video. So one of the um, the benefits of doing that is you can schedule the release of your song, you know, days, weeks, even months out, and then use that time before the release to really garner a lot of um, buzz about your song. So set the date you know, when when the video is going to premiere on YouTube and then hit your social media and just start telling people, I got a new song I'm going to be releasing on this date and just start creating a buzz about it. You can even share a small clip of the song so that, you know, kind of whet their appetite for it and be like, you know, wait, you got to wait for this date when I'm going to, re- going to reveal, you know, this, this full, you know, the full version of this song and then like just create buzz, keep, keep posting about it. Um, Again, rather than just, than just throwing it out on all your social media, that could be part of your plan. But you definitely want to um, capitalize on all of the social media um, outlets that you have, if, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, uh, Twitter, whatever you guys are using, Bandcamp, Sound, SoundCloud. Um, you want to distribute this everywhere. If you guys um, have recorded this professionally and you go through a music distributor like um, – the three that we often mention are CD Baby, um, DistroKid, and TuneCore. They're going to distribute your songs to all the major streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, um, Amazon, Apple Music, all these different places. And then you want to call attention to that on, on your social media. Share the links. Um, s- share screenshots. Let people know that your song is out there. You know, Do some promotion. Um, you, it, again, you... You're going to have to um, do a little legwork here rather than just doing a shotgun approach and putting it out there online and hoping that people find it. You, you really need to market this song. Again, if you want this to be a hit song, people need to know about it and they need to find it and you need to like lead them to it. So again, social media, online platforms, and music blogs. Do you, have, do you know somebody who writes a music blog or can you get on a music blog? Do you have any friends that are influencers? on social media can you get them to mention the song or write a review about it there's a lot of different ways you can leverage social media to get get more attention for this song here's a big thing engage with your fans okay if your fans um, respond to the post of your song whether it's liking it or commenting on it you want to engage with that if okay so if you got a ton of people that are liking it you don't have to thank each and every one of them how about making a post and pinning it to the top, just like a blanket post, thanking them, all the people that have liked your new song? Or put it on your story or create a reel. 
do something that calls attention to the fact that you're recognizing that people are think or that are liking your song. If people are commenting though, respond to their comments, like it, um, individually respond to their comments and thank them. This is only going to help you in the long run because it's one thing to just like get, get a bunch of likes and be like, oh, I have all these likes on this song. But that's a short-lived success because if you don't engage with people and thank them, I mean, they're going out of their way to show attention, um, either just on the platform itself or even to to share it with other people. Um, you need to like thank them for that because that's the way to, to create community around your music and around you as an artist and to get people to appreciate um, you as an artist and to come back, to keep coming back. Not only that, the more times that people interact with your music on these social platforms, the more it's going to be bumped up in the algorithms. You know, I hate to say it, but that's the way these things work. The more people that like and especially comment on your music, that's only going to bump you up so that people that aren't in your organic feed, like obviously the people that follow you organically, that follow you directly, they're more likely to see anything that you post. But the people who don't follow you, they're not likely to see it because they're not the, – the platforms, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, is not going to push your uh, music to those people unless it's bumped up by uh, people interacting with it, liking it, and commenting on it. So the, the more times you can encourage people to do that, um, the better it's going to be for your song on the social media platforms, including YouTube. Again, here's another way. Collaborate with influ- influencers. If you can get um, – your music either mentioned or played on someone else's channel who has way more followers than you, that's going to bump up how many people know about this song. Seek media opportunities to increase exposure. I mean, that could be anything from interviews, whether it's online, um, on terrestrial radio, on internet radio, on people's YouTube channels, or on their podcasts. There's a lot of different ways you can get cross-pollination um, with people who have larger fan bases or followers to increase the exposure of your your song. So promotional strategy is step number seven. Step number eight, and I already touched on this a little bit, is visual content, okay? So you got a song out there. It's audio of the song. But another way to kind of bring this up to another another level is to develop visually appealing content. That could be anything from a music video, so that could be a performance video where you're performing the song, or even just a lyric video to complement your song. Music videos can be a little more expensive, um, depending on how um, intricate they are. It's a great way to go because you're performing the song, or you can have like a storyline behind it, and there's, you know, it's visual, it's usually um, video clips and stuff. That's a great way to complement your song. If you don't have the time or the money or the ability to do that, another way, uh, another more cost-efficient way of creating a simple video is a lyric video. And that could be anything from a thumbnail video, which I wouldn't recommend. That's kind of boring, just having a static image. But you can create an abstract background that is at least animated, or you can create something that has video clips or um, moving images that are animated to your lyrics that it's going to give a a visual appeal. So again, this is just another way to uh, increase exposure and another like medium so that people can interact with your song. They can listen to the audio, of course, like on Spotify or something. But if you have a video for it on YouTube, that's another way for people to consume your music. You want visuals that are going to enhance your song's appeal and engagement on social media. Make sure that the the visuals, though, are, again, as professional as you can make them. Um, You can do stuff on your own. That's fine. Start there. If you don't have the know-how or the equipment to do it, seek help. Get somebody... Um, that 
is a little further ahead of you that has the equipment and the know-how that can help you to create um, engaging visuals. Again, you want something that's going to complement the song and the lyrics, not detract from it, okay? It's no sense making a video if it's not going to enhance the audio that people are already listening to. They should just listen to the audio if the video does nothing for the song. All right, step number nine, distribution. You want to choose appropriate distribution channels to make your song accessible on major streaming platforms. So I talked about this a little already. You can obviously go yourself and manually upload these things to you know, Amazon Music, to Spotify, um, YouTube, uh, you know, wherever you guys want to put this up. But again, if you use a distributor, something like CD Baby, TuneCore, um, DistroKid, they're going to distribute um, your music to all the major streaming platforms. So that's a really great way. It's a little bit of a cost, but if you have the money, um, to, you know, upload, create an account and upload your music and have them distribute it for you. And they're going to hit all the major streaming platforms at once. And you don't need to do that, but then you can call attention to your fans and say, my song is up here. So again, you want to hit all the major streaming platforms. You want to ensure your song reaches a global audience through platforms like Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. That's the, the great thing about being an indie artist now is you put your music online on something like Spotify or iTunes or YouTube. People from all over the world can access that. You literally have worldwide distribution, but they need to know about your song and they need to find... They, if they don't follow you already organically, they need to find out about it. So that's where... Having that comprehensive plan, um, that promotional strategy is going to come in, but you need it out there on these um, different channels and platforms for them to find. So it kind of goes hand in hand together. All right, step number ten is networking. Okay, this this is a this is one that's important not just for having a hit song. This is just for you as an artist. It's going to come in handy anytime you can. Um, rub elbows with anybody in the music industry from in every different facet. So you want to build relationships with the music industry by connecting with fellow artists and professionals. That can be other artists who have bigger followings than you. They're similar to you in types of music. Again, so you can get cross-pollination. If they talk about your song and, and on their platform and they have a similar following, their following then might start following you or have them come on your platform. Maybe you have a podcast or a YouTube channel and you want to talk about them um, again, you're going to get cross-pollination um, with their fan base. And it's it's not just other artists, it's other people in the music industry. That could be everything from producers, like, like you know, people like us here at Notes Barry Music that we do music production. Um, if Or if you have someone else similar, talk to people like that. Talk to music pro- professionals in the industry, whether they're, um, you know, A&R people, record execs, um, even people in sound. If you, if you play venues and you talk to the sound people, chances are if a venue has hired a professional sound person, that sound guy has run sound at a lot of different venues and probably played or um, ran sound for some high-end people, depending on the types of venues that he's run sound for. But you never know the connections that someone like that has ha- had. I, I can't tell you how many times I've just gone and thanked the sound people because a lot of times people don't even think about that. It's kind of a thankless job. But it's a very important job. You know, they're in the background, so to speak. But if they don't do a good job, you don't sound good. So people don't think about them. They're back there pushing buttons. Nobody sees them. But, you know, go and thank the sound person, you know, personally. Get their business card. 
create a rapport with them and you'd be surprised sometimes where a little thing like that will lead you because you don't know what connections they have. So again, the, the strangest, smallest connections with the people that you run into, what, I mean, it can be anything like video production. You never know where the slightest, smallest connection is going to lead you. It could lead in big ways. Okay. And here's another one. Collaborations and industry connections can open doors to new opportunities and wider exposure. Again, if you maybe you've been doing at this at a while, at this for a while, and you just kind of feel sort of stuck, whether it's in your songwriting or the performances that you have, the the venues that you've been at, try to collaborate with other artists um, or other songwriters just to get you out of that rut and to like open new doors for you. Even if the person doesn't like show up on the recording, they might just help be helping you write the song. You never know where that how that's going to open up um, new avenues for you. It could just create a, a whole new, a new venue for you, uh, a new way of looking at things that's going to really push you. And again, if you feel stuck, sometimes collaborating with somebody is the, the the easiest way to move forward. The other thing is collaborating with another artist who's more well known than you, has a, l- a larger following, is a great way to again get some cross pollination and to increase exposure to your new song because. If you have another artist that a lot of people follow and they're on your song, either as a songwriter or as a performer, chances are their fan base will then come over and listen to your song and, and or it's going to bring you know notoriety to it and exposure. So that's going to up the um, chances of your song becoming a hit as well. All right. Step number 11. So you got this song out there. It's, you know, it's performing on all these or it's playing on all these different um, streaming platforms. It's out there digitally live performances okay eventually you're going to be performing this song whether it's live in front of people or on a video you know live stream say on facebook or youtube whatever you want to showcase your song through live performances both physical and virtual to connect with your audience on a personal level again you've written this compelling song you know this compelling theme that that resonates with people when you perform this song make sure that you perform it in such a way that's going to connect with people as well really bring forth the emotion of this song. Is this like an upbeat celebratory song? You know, you want to perform it with a lot of energy, a lot of engagement. Or is this like a slower, you know, kind of mournful or sad song? You know, again, your performance should align with the emotion behind the, the, the music and the lyrics that's really going to hit people hard and resonate with them. And again, doing a live performance is a great way to connect with people on a personal level. And it's one thing to have the polished audio version out there, but when people like hear like the stripped down version, or it could be a full band version, but when they see you performing it live and there's a little bit of like um, engagement there, whether it's you know live in a venue or over you know over a streaming platform, that's another cool way to really connect with people and to increase um, the connection and the exposure. Finally, step number twelve strategically timing your song's release. We talked a little bit about that when I talked about um, doing like a premiere for the music video. Strategically time your song's release to coincide with relevant events, holidays, or seasons. I mean, just say, for example, you write a Christmas song. Maybe it's a worship song about Christmas. I mean, you could release it in July, Christmas in July. Okay, I get it. But like, people are going to forget about it till, you know, even if they like it, they're going to forget about it in a few months or they're going to be tired of listening to it. Wait, you know, create buzz. If you have it ready in July, start creating buzz and saying like, I'm going to be releasing this song for just in time for Christmas. At least wait until after Thanksgiving. 
okay, we, you know, now you guys feel we get out, you know, we're just shopping and they're already playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving. It's, it's just crazy. But like, be strategic about how you release this song. If you have a Christmas song, wait until after Thanksgiving, maybe even wait until after, well, wait till after Black Friday and then release it, you know, and start gaining momentum so that it's ready for the Christmas season or wait a little bit longer, but like generate buzz and release it. You know, it makes more sense to release it at that time than at the beginning of the year or in the middle of summer. So that's just one example. But this can increase your song's relevance and reach a larger audience. People are going to be looking for that type of music at that time of the year, especially something if they're like, oh, I'm tired of all these old Christmas songs, if we're still using that example. But if you come out and say, well, I got a brand new one, um, then they're going to be like, oh, man, I can't wait because I've really been wanting something new to listen to. You know, they're already out there listening to songs in, in you know music in that season, and they're going to have a chance to listen to a brand new song from you. That's a hit song, right? All right. Okay, so we want to wrap this up by saying, you know, remember, guys, creating a hit song involves a combination of talent. You know, it comes with that songwriting craft, dedication, it's hard work, and yeah, a bit of luck. Sometimes you just hit it. Um, you don't know why a song come, becomes a hit. But you want to stay true to yourself, your artistic vision, and you want to continuously improve your craft. Don't get discouraged if the first song that you write isn't a hit or the 50th song you write isn't a hit. People write hundreds of songs sometimes before they get a one hit song. Sometimes people never get a hit song. So just keep at it. You know, each experience you get is going to add to your songwriting ability. And you're just going to learn from every experience and it's going to increase your talent, you know, flex your muscle a little bit. You want to improve your craft and focus on connecting with your audience on on an emotional level. Learn to write lyrics and melodies and performance live performances in such a way that's going to resonate with people again that just comes with time and experience success in the music industry takes time so be patient and persistent in your efforts all right so let's recap real quickly we had 12 steps here to write a hit song number one choose a compelling concept and theme number two songwriting and melody you want to craft engaging lyrics that evoke emotions with your audience step number three you want to get the best production quality and quality possible. Step number four, know your audience. Target your songwriting to your audience's preferences and music trends. Step number five, market research. Again, know the conventions of the type of music that you want to write. What's success, What's making um, success right now if you want to write a hip-hop song now? It doesn't just have to be pop, but that, that works for that. Step number six, testing and feedback. Put your song before a peer review group. And take that feedback and use that to um, refine and improve and um, polish your song. Step number three, have a promotional strategy. Create a a comprehensive promotional plan that includes all of your social media, all right? Step number eight, visual content. Create a video, whether it's a music video, performance video, or a lyric video. Something that's going to enhance the audio and give another way for your um, fans to engage with your music. Step number nine, distribution. Get your song out there on all the different platforms, whether it's streaming or just all of your social media platforms. Use one of those um, digital distributors to get it out on the major streaming platforms. Number 10, networking. Again, use your connections, whatever they might be. Friends, other people in the music industry, artists, um, music producers, sound people, everything. And anywhere you can make a connection. You never know where that's going to help. Number 11, live performances. Again, whether it's either live on a, 
you know, in a in-person venue or, or a virtual concert, another way to connect with your audience. And finally, number 12, timing. Don't just throw your song out there right away. Be strategic about how you time the release of your song. All of these things will help. Um, you don't necessarily need to do all 12, and they don't all necessarily guarantee that you're going to have a hit song, but I, I guarantee that they're going to help. Um, these 12 steps are going to help push your song um, further and make it more successful. All right. I hope some of these tips were helpful for you guys. Maybe you didn't think, think of some of them before, but I, I guarantee you that this is going to help you get better at your songwriting, even if it doesn't give you a hit song. It's going to increase your songwriting ability. All right. Uh, let's let's talk about the music trivia questions that I have for you. Let's give you the answers to these. All right, number number one was, what popular Christian band is known for hits like Oceans, Where Feet May Fail, and the song Touch the Sky? I think that was the easy, easiest one. That one is, of course, Hillsong United. Okay. Yeah, many of you probably have sung that in church or you've listened to that on Christian music radio. All right, number two. What artist was known, is known as the queen of contemporary music and has won numerous Grammy awards? That artist is Amy Grant. Um, I haven't heard much from her lately, but yeah, she has been um, in the music spotlight in terms of Christian music since the, the 70s, actually. Um, and 80s really took off, but uh, 1980s really took off and then crossed over into secular music. But uh, she's known as the, the queen of contemporary Christian music, Amy Grant. And then finally, number three, this was the hardest one, I think. Um, the song Amazing Grace. What year did that become a popular hymn associated with Christian worship services? That year was 1779. Wow. 1779 that became a, a, a popular hymn. And um, it's been sung ever since. And people like Chris Tomlin have remade it by adding their own little contemporary uh, chorus or bridge to it. <laughs> a lot of people know that version as well. All right, well, I hope you guys, um, maybe you knew some of those and maybe you didn't and you had to look them up. So we're going to end this episode now with this um, a smart audio loop guitar that I found by Enya Music. Um, this is this is a really cool thing. It, it's an acoustic guitar, but it's, okay, if you guys imagine what a futuristic guitar might look like, this this is what it looks like. If You, you know, you see movies like, oh, we're going to have flying cars in the future or whatever, and they, they try to make things look with, like what they would look like in the future. This is what I think a guitar would look like in the future. It's like kind of like half hollow, and you have to look at it online to, to really understand it. But this thing's really cool. So it's an acoustic guitar, but it's got a built-in effects processor. So the model is the Enya Next G2. And again, acoustic guitar, built-in effects processor. It's got a built-in loop station, which you can trigger with a wireless foot switch and pedal. Um, they also have a wireless microphone that you can get to work with this as well. So you can loop this thing um, with the built-in effects processor and create um, several layers of loops um, wirelessly. It's really cool. It's got a built-in effects library with like things like reverb, delay, distortion, and modulations. Um, you can connect to your smart devices like your phone, and you can use it as a wireless speaker. So it's got a built-in speaker in the body of the guitar, and you can listen to music um, and play like the radio uh, or streaming music through the, the the guitar speaker, which is kind of funny, but it's kind of a cool feature. But the cool thing about the built-in speakers, you, you can actually play backing tracks through the speaker so that you can play the guitar with the backing tracks. It's a really cool feature. Um, so along with um, these built-in effects libraries is an integrated drum beats library. 
So you can just play with like, you know, standard drum beat so that you kind of like using it as a metronome. But there's a whole library of drum beats and you can actually have them like back you up. If you're playing live, like I said, with the looping feature, you can trigger your, your drum beats through the effects processor, loop them, and then loop your guitar and just have like a whole band in a box basically. It's got a color touchscreen interface. Uh, the colors I didn't care for. They were sort of like pink, purple, teal color. I'm not sure if that's changeable, but um, eh, it is what it is. And uh, you got the, another cool thing with, especially with the um, smartphone feature, is a guitar tone profiling. So you can actually make the guitar, the acoustic guitar, sound like several different types of guitars. Um, they didn't list which ones, but I'm sure you can do like a 12-string guitar. Um, everything from like a classic you know, sounding acoustic guitar to like very modulated sound, sort of fut futuristic or very produced sound with the built-in effects library. Really cool. Um, the app comes with additional effects that you can use. You can customize the sound. Again, you can use this on your phone or an, a, a pad, an iPad, something like that. And, and there's an online forum as well for like, I guess, frequently asked questions. You can share ideas, things like that. Um, there's two different models. So the next G1 is the the kind of the lower base model, and it doesn't have all of the features that are in um, the next G2. So you want to look at that. There's a chart there that compares what features are on both. Um, the next G1 comes in black, white, blue, and oddly enough, pink. Uh, the price for that is $399.99. It's not bad for what it is, but the one that they kind of highlight on the website, and this website is Enya Music. So that's E-N-Y-A hyphen music.com. Enya hyphen music.com. And the, the video that you can watch on there is for the Next G2 model. And that one comes in black, white, teal, and purple color options. Now this one prices at $799.99, but it has all the features listed. And there's a little video there that you can watch that kind of goes over all the features that I just listed. Um, this thing's, again, really cool looking, kind of futuristic looking. Um, the thing that I thought was funny was they didn't play actually play the guitar in the video. It just had like a, a loop song in the background and a voiceover talking about the different features. They showed people playing it and they showed like all the different, you know, like the um, effects library and the app being used and the foot switch and all that stuff. And that's cool. I'm sure that you, if you go online, like maybe YouTube or something, you can find examples of people playing this online to hear what it actually sounds like. But I just thought that was interesting that the the produced video, like the demo video, didn't have them playing the, the, the song unless the background music was recorded with this guitar. So anyway, that's it. That's the Enya Next G2 Smart Audio Loop Guitar. Something really cool. Check it out online at enya-music.com. I think you guys will like that. Um, or at least find it intriguing like I did. Well, thank you guys very much uh, for sticking along with me to the end of this episode. We were talking about how to write a hit song. Again, I hope these tips were helpful for you guys. Thank you guys so much for sitting in on the Artist Impact Podcast. We'll be back again shortly. Either I will or Paul Gibbs. And we hope that you guys will join us soon. All right. Until then, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Artist Impact Podcast, a production of Notespire Music, LLC. At Notespire Music, we empower independent Christian musicians to grow their God-given music potential by refining their craft and extending their music ministry reach. Notespire Music, helping you gain confidence, grow your talent, and advance your impact. For more information, visit notespiremusic.com. And join us next time for the Notespire Music Artist Impact.